Hey, this is Coley, and you're listening to the Still With You podcast. Welcome to Still With You. I am so glad you are here. I don't know about you, but I have been in complete celebration mode this past week because... MLB baseball season has officially started. I've been watching the St. Louis Cardinals with my husband and we've been cheering them on and I'm already thinking big like World Series, October, let's go. (laughs) So it's been super fun. Let me know who your team is. Also, please, I would love to be cheering along with you or (laughs) it's going to be a fun season. Let's just say that. But seriously, if you wandered upon this podcast, thank you so much for being here. I hope you feel oh so welcome. To those of you who listen to this, I truly do consider you a friend of mine. So today on the show, I'm speaking with a friend who actually was one of the sole reasons why I launched Still With You. In praying over the project, God placed two names on my heart and who I was supposed to go talk to. And Nikki Howard, my friend that you will meet today, is one of them. I am so excited to introduce this episode to you, and I ask that as a listener, you actually drop any expectation that you have for this episode. I know that sounds a little crazy. Maybe just open yourself up to letting God speak to you during this time as Nikki shares her story, and I truly believe that her words will reach those of you who need encouragement and maybe a spark of hope during kind of a dreary time. Not even bad, but maybe even just a time of not knowing what to do. Nikki has a full handle on trusting the Lord. You'll hear it through her story as she talks about falling in love with her husband, Nick. Yes, it's Nick and Nikki. How cute is that? And she shares about how the Lord led them to the city of Pensacola. I promise you, you will get chills. I just could not get over it. I didn't even know this part of her story until she shared it with me in this conversation. She is fun. She is creative. She really is like no other. I am so honored to introduce my friend, Nikki Howard. You're going for your master's, correct? Yes, I'm in my master's at Liberty University Online. I'm in my second semester. It's like a two and a half year program. Second semester, I started like right when we moved. And so I got my MacBook and I went for it. I made A's and B's for the first time my senior year of high school because I left all the easy classes at the end. That's the first time I ever made all A's and B's. I was never a good student. And then I knew that through all my strengths and I had like a mentor pull my passion out of me which is I love people's messes like and just a few words like you love people's messes yes like are you you want to go in and clean them up yes or just even just like talking about it and making them feel like it's normal because it usually is yeah so I went into counseling and I was like lord you want me to get my master's like are you sure you want me to like spend all of this money to go back to school because school has never been my thing. Yeah. I was grounded all the time for my grades. Like Seriously? I was just oh. never a good student. And now I'm making straight A's. I'm making perfect scores. Oh my gosh. And I absolutely 
love it. It's crazy. That is insane. Like, that is absolutely, that was his will for you. Yes. Then to go back mm-hmm. and do that. Yeah. And so what university is this with again? Liberty University. Oh, the Fan one the Flame. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So I have to go there for a week at the end of this month. Are you serious? Yes. Why? Because they're basically, they teach like, you can make straight A's and still not know how to talk to people. So even if you're doing it online, you have to go to Virginia three times within two and a half years. You are kidding me. Yeah. Wow. Are you nervous about that? I want to be because it's going to be like, I'm like finally in front of humans. Yeah. And you have to do like mock counseling sessions. Oh goodness. Yeah. In front of the whole class. And so like, I know that we're all going to not do well and like, that's okay. Yeah. And God wants me to do it. So it's just going to work out. Yeah. It'll be great. That would be, that would frighten me a bit, Mm -hmm. but I mean like you're equipped and clearly like you've been called to do that. Right. Oh my gosh. The fact of me just having to like muddle in someone's messes, like (laughs) kind of like freaks me out. Like I'll listen to it, but like, I don't know, would not even know how to begin how to fix that. So that is absolutely crazy. So where did you go to school for your bachelor's degree? I went to the university of Alabama in Huntsville, which is where I grew up. So I stayed with my parents and I went there and I just did business management because I had no idea what I wanted That's to do. That's where Tiffany Chin is from, too. She's from yes. Huntsville. Yeah. I realized that when I saw her phone number. Yeah. She know, she went to school with my sister. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, we, we like, graduated from the same high school and all that good stuff, but... You and Tiffany did? Yeah. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Like, such <laughs> we're a small four world. four years apart, so we never ran into each other. Yeah. But, yeah, it was crazy. So, she knew my sister by name. So, how did you transfer from... Huntsville, Alabama to Ohio. So my sister, when she met her husband, he's from Ohio. He got a job there. So my sister, my oldest, Uh there's three of us, she moved to Ohio. Then my middle sister graduated from college and moved to Ohio. And I was like, I'm not independent enough to ever move out of the state. I will always stay in Huntsville. Mm -hmm. And then I visited Ohio a few times and their church And I just absolutely fell in love. And I'm super close with my sisters. I knew before I even graduated, I'm going to move up there. Right. Did you live with them? With your sisters there? So as soon as I moved there, my middle sister got engaged and moved to Kokomo, Indiana. Like, literally two months after I moved there. And so I was like, what? Man, you've, like, been bamboozled. I know. (laughs) Come and then leave and abandon you. I know. I was like, what in the world? And then my oldest sister just had a baby that same month. So uh-huh. she was like not available, which I totally understood. Sure. But she was just not available. So the middle sister left. It was cheaper for her to pay a few hundred a month on rent and me pay the other a few hundred than for her to break the lease. Yeah. So it all just kind of worked out. It's crazy. Like as soon as I moved there, it was just wild because I was supposed to live with my oldest sister and with the baby and like, how do you shower when a baby's sleeping? The bathroom's connected. And yeah. I was just, like, so stressed out. And But, yeah, so that's... She had to be thankful that you were there for her. Oh, you know? yeah. Oh, my gosh. I got to watch that baby so much. Yeah. Sweet Greta. So we have, like, a special connection. Oh, I love that Greta. That's yeah. adorable. Uh-huh. She's the best. So, yeah, I have a special connection with all of them. I got to babysit a lot. Mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time with family than friends when I was in Ohio, but... yeah. I'm totally okay with that. Because now I just FaceTime and stuff. And I'm like, I miss you so much. It's so hard. And, like, missed her birthday. But 
they moved to Nashville just a few months after we moved here. So instead of 13 hours away, they're six and a half. So no one's in Ohio right now then? None of my family. Like no one in your family. So you all like went to Ohio and then you guys have moved other places. Yes. All of my siblings and all of Nick's, my husband's siblings, were all in different states now. That is hard. Yeah. It makes Christmas really special. Yeah. And like a necessity yeah. to drive. We drove through the night 13 hours to be there on Christmas Day. Because since wow. he works for a church, he has Christmas Eve services. Yeah. So we drove through the night to get there, but like the whole family was there. That's crazy. So it's worth it. But yeah, it's wild. That's quite the gift, like the sacrifice that you guys made for that. Like for sure. Well, we have no kids. So like, this <laughs> you can do that forever. It, kids or no kids, like 13 hour drives yeah. like, through the night is hard. Chris yeah. and I did that for um, going home for Christmas. It was a 12 hour, but he drove yeah. all the way through the night. Which he is on night shift, so I mean he's used to that. But still, it was it was hard. <laughs> like yeah. I mean, just straight through. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I wasn't even tired yet. Like, I mean, I knew I shouldn't be tired yet. It was like eight to ten p.m. Mm-hmm. But because it's dark out, your eyes are just like, all right, it's time to shut. It's time to get sleepy. Yeah. And so Nick drove through the night. Well, even though you're not in Ohio, clearly that some of that like rubbed off on you because you guys are big Ohio State fans yeah. now. Right? <laughs> like, how did that come yeah. out? Like, why are you not a fan of Alabama or I something? Know. Oh, he would never, ever, ever allow that. Oh my gosh. He is the biggest Ohio State fan. So what's hilarious is in Ohio. And she's talking about her husband, Nick, just oh, to clarify, yes. not a random dude. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I forget always that sometimes people are listening in. I've got right. to play host a little bit. But totally. No, that's okay. In Ohio, everyone has a basement, which I had like never been in a basement before. What? Why? Went up north because in Alabama we were in a flood zone. Like, so no like, one the has river basements. Right oh my gosh! No one has them. Mind blown. Like I had not even thought of that. Like yeah. ever. Yeah. That makes total sense. I grew up where everyone had a basement. You know, that's where all like yeah. the youth events and like we went and would have movie nights. Okay, mm-hmm. go on though. So you so cool. Wow. Yeah, basements are the coolest. So his basement <laughs> growing up was first of all it was in, like an arcade. His dad is huge into arcade games. How cool! So Retro too. Yeah, so cool. And then. All Ohio State signed stuff. Huge. The biggest Ohio State fans. Our very first date, we didn't know where to go. So we hung out with his parents and watched an Ohio State game. That's the first time I ever met his parents, and it was our first date. Oh, my gosh, man. There was not any, like, hold it back, like, meet the parents, like, introduce the girl. Yeah. Wow. He was like, this is kind of crazy, but I feel like uh, I'm not going to regret this. So, wow. Yeah. I'm impressed by the boldness. Kinda That's knew. cool. Yeah. And, yeah, so we're, like, the only Ohio State fans at our church. You guys rep hard, and, though. Uh, we do. <laughs> like, no shame. I love we're it. We're all out. It's yeah, all you're even State. wearing red and white today. I, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> this is my Ohio State sweatshirt, for sure. But, yeah, he's he's never going to stop being a Buckeye. So you just had to, like, get on board. And and I had two sisters, so we never really watched football oh yeah up, me neither so I didn't really care yeah and it was fun they have good colors I went to a few games so I had I'd never really been to like a huge football game and so I went with him when I still lived in Alabama I was visiting we started dating before I even moved because we met because I knew wait so tell tell me exactly how you guys did me because I don't even know okay so my sister was at 514 church uh-huh. um the church that I like 
kind of moved there to to be to, but I mean, also my sisters like love them. So I kind of moved to Ohio to be there. I love that church, and she sang in the church. Her yeah. voice is like Christina Aguilera and Lauren Daigle. She's on my worship playlist since you put the oh, album out. Yeah, some of right. Nick's stuff and some of her stuff. Like, actually, the other day I was listening in the car to that's sweet. 514. Love it. I love listening to worship music when it's my sister. Yeah. It's so cool. Like, for the longest time when I lived there, I still cried every single Sunday. Seriously? It's just oh so my gosh, cool. that's so precious, though. Oh that's my so gosh. Sweet. I miss it so much. So she sang, and then he played the drums. Uh-huh. And she knew him for a while before she even told me about him because I, like, was just going to school in Alabama. Yeah. And so when I told her I was moving a few months after when I was visiting, she's like, there's this guy named Nick. You've got to meet. He's really funny. So I went to beat him at church on Sunday. And nine times out of ten, when I introduce myself, I say, hi, I'm Nikki. And nine times out of ten, people think I say Mickey. Mickey. Yes. Okay. Hey, Nikki, you're so funny. Yeah. So I reached out my hand and I say, hi, it's Nikki. Mm Kind of weird, but I (laughs) I just didn't want him to think I was Mickey. Yeah. And he goes, no, it's Nick. Oh, and he thought that you were saying that you were getting his name wrong. Yes. But he kind of knew. Yeah. He was just being silly. Yeah. And at the time, I had like severe social anxiety. Oh, no. And I would get so red. If I laughed. Uh Uh-huh. So what I did was, is I just didn't laugh. I just kind of grinned. Uh-huh. Because I didn't want to get red. Yeah. So he thought the joke fell flat. I'm over here like, he is so cute. I still remember what he was wearing. I still remember where we were. Because I was like, oh, the guys up here know how to dress. (laughs) This is awesome. So our first meeting, he thought it like totally bombed. But I was like super smitten. And uh, when he said bye, he, like, touched my arm. was like, it was nice to meet you. Bye. And I was like, oh, my gosh. It's like clear flirtation. Yeah. Like, like warm touch. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. But he loved my sister so much and Uh her husband. So when he had, like, an end to get into that family, he was like, "Uh, yeah, I'll take that. That's so cool. He loved them. So that was awesome for my sister and her husband, who I look up to so much to love Nick. Yeah. So that meant a lot. I was like, he has their approval then. He must be a pretty good guy. So like, how did you guys start transitioning into dating then? Did you guys just start talking from there? Yeah, we, um, he messaged me on Facebook. Oh, okay. (laughs) And we just started talking. I visited like four times before I moved there and I saw him every single time. We texted and... Oh yeah, so this time you weren't even living in Ohio. Yeah. You were just visiting. Oh, that's so cool. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then when I moved there he was like one of my favorite people and he knew so many people my age at church and he introduced me to everyone and but it was kind of tough because he's super 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 extroverted yeah and so all of his friends kind of were and I'm more attracted to like the more quiet calming presence really and so I still had to try and find like my people but I'm glad I went through that because then when I moved to Florida, I was like, okay, I know what it feels like to have community. I need to find my people. I know how to find them. Go to church, join a small group, whatever. So moving once to Ohio really gave me a lot of foundation for what I need to do when I moved again, which is so cool that I'm like, 
never thought I would have moved once. And now right. I'm like, I've moved a few times. I live in like a military town where a lot of people have moved. It's yeah. just really cool to have something in common where you can talk to others that I know nothing about, nothing about like your world, but I kind of know what it's like to move. We all kind of share that connection. Yeah, Yeah. it's cool. So go back to your social anxiety a little bit. So like you're kind of alluding to like how you got out of that, but how did you Mm -hmm. really confront that? Oh gosh. Well, I was a waitress for three years and speaking to people uh huh. Where did you wait your set? A lot. Um, it's this little place called Blue Plate Cafe. It was oh, actually on the Food Network channel. They did Seriously? Like a thing on it. Paula Dean's kids, her two were you boys. Just, were you ever featured? Were you filmed? I wasn't there. I had oh, just no. moved. I was like, no. Oh. But it's like super southern food. Cool. And so I was a waitress there for three years, and that kind of helped, but I did have to run to the freezer a lot and yeah. just stand in there for a second. For some reason, if someone spoke to me and I didn't know about like what they might uh-huh. say to me, it was almost like they were speaking a different language. I had to ask them to repeat themselves. I would get super red, super flustered, and then people would, you know, laugh. And like the, there were a lot of older people who'd come in, oh, you were, she's blushing. And then I would get even more red. Yeah. And at the point, that's not cute to you. That's just like, yeah. I am freaking out here. I started that job because like four people who worked there were in my very first small group and I needed a job and they were awesome. They were like my, my new friends. I like restarted my whole life and I started working there with them and just knowing who I was in Christ and having confidence in myself and figuring out really who I was because I kind of chose who I was. I said, oh, I'm, I'm this introverted, quiet girl. I'm yeah. kind of shy. You put that label on yourself. I totally did. And it's not who I am. So I like, I was just super uncomfortable in my own skin and I didn't feel confident that I had the right answers or, and I think having male interactions too, Mm-hmm. Anytime a guy talked to me that was like relatively my age, just got super nervous because I didn't want them to talk to me. Yeah. I Same. I actually can, I can, same. That happened to me. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. I don't know. And I'm like, I don't, not every interaction has to be like a, oh, you probably want to date me or yeah. please don't want to date me or <laughs> yeah. anything. I don't know. But finally figuring out who I was helped me immensely. And when I moved to Ohio, I prayed a lot about it. Please, Lord, calm my heart. Calm my heart. Less performance, more peace. Is yeah. what my sister would say to me all the time. You're not performing when you're talking to someone. It's not a performance. Just have peace yeah, this is and good. be yourself. Yeah. That helped me a lot to really slow down. and Because I kind of felt like we kind of grew up like if anything's wrong, if you just got a whooping, go out there and smile. Better put on a good face. And so I kind of, I think, learned how to just fake it all the time and just kind of be smiley and sweet yeah, instead that's of not myself. Healthy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Most I think like so many, peace. so many people do that. Like as you're talking about this, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to speak to so many people. Cause I think like, I know that is how I have been kind of before is that, you know, your job is like make, you don't want to be that negative light in someone's day, you know? So mm-hmm. it's like, you kind of do have to like fake it till you make it. And it's like, that is not... Yeah. Not any way to live, you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's so good. Right. Yeah. And it, and maybe in certain industries, like if someone says, are you, how are you? Mm-hmm. Either you're like, I'm good. How are you? Or you're like, I'm actually having a really rough day. And they're like, wait, why are you telling me that? Yeah. You, that's not okay. Like yeah. you're, you're the cashier. That's not, not in your contract. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're not allowed to have a bad day. Exactly. <laughs> 
exactly. That's so good. So how long, so now we're going to like totally jump back to where we were. How Mm -hmm. long were you guys dating before you got married? We dated for like four months. Okay. And then we broke up. Okay. Wow. I didn't notice. And yes. So I was like all in. Mm -hmm. But what I find, which is so cool, but also really hard is sometimes your foundation in Christ is like, has some stones, has a little hay, has a little sand. Uh-huh. And sometimes God's just like, we're just going to reset this foundation real quick. So, like, you need to take a few things out of your life, and we're going to reset this uh-huh. into stone real quick. So, Nick didn't know how he felt about me for a little bit. Looking back, he realized it was because he had to get right with God first. Yeah. Completely. Not just in a few boxes of his life, but completely before he was ready to be in a, like a committed relationship, yeah. he realized the next day he was like, all right, after he broke up with me, Nick says, he told his family the next Wait, day. Wait, after the next day. So it's like he, after one day, he'd already like had this revelation. Kind yeah. Of. Oh, yeah. The next day. That's he was not like, a horrible I'm gonna, break. I'm going to marry her. <laughs> oh, wow. And he was like, okay, let's do this. And he like went to counseling and like talked to his parents a lot and just really kind of. And, like, kind of remade a lot of new friends and left some out, sadly, you know? You just kind of have to do that sometimes when people are bringing you back to things that you're already freed from in Christ. And so you just got to keep moving. He wrote me a letter every day we were apart so I didn't miss out on anything in his life. so sweet. So sweet. How long were you guys apart then? We were apart for, like, four months. So that that was a big break then. It was. How were you feeling during that? But yeah, I was freaking devastated. I just moved to this new town across the country. Yeah. My sister had a baby. Yeah. My other sister's gone. All of the friends that I was introduced to were like his friends. They're super all outgoing. And I was just like, I just need to like stay home. And I would just stare off into space uh, with the TV off in my apartment. And I would come to and it would be dark outside. Like the room would be dark. Because I didn't turn on a light when I started to zone out. It had just been hours. I just cried so much. But then I was like, okay. I had been through an awful breakup before. God prepared my heart. And I was like, all right. I'm not expecting him to come back. I had no idea he wanted to come back to me. And I just kept going. I didn't miss a day of work. But the weekends were hard. I spent a lot of time alone. Just like confused. And that's when... It kind of restarted that I was like, if you're a male, don't talk to me. I bought a fake wedding ring. Did you really? I didn't want males wow. <laughs> to interact with me at all. Yeah. I just wanted and no to No wonder like, that would bring happy. anxiety because if you just got your heart essentially broken, like mm-hmm. you didn't want anything to do with that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I didn't want any man in my life. And Nick and I too, I had some growing to do myself. It wasn't yeah. just him. So yeah, we both worked on ourselves for four months I couldn't move on from him. I didn't know why, but I always believed in us. But, like, my family was, like, so upset. They were know? devastated. They were like, oh, my gosh, what in the world? That came out of nowhere. I'm like, I know. <laughs> I'm just as surprised as you are. My sister and her husband, who she introduced me to him, they uh-huh. were like, team Nick, team you guys. Um, but, like, my parents had a harder time. They were in another state, so they were like, yeah. uh... We don't want our little girl to get her heart broken. Yeah. That's how my parents are. Like, anytime they were just, like, always so for me, you know. Yes. That, so I could, it would be hard, I feel like, to 
if they're in that situ- if situation was mine, you know, but totally. yeah. Yeah, it was hard for them and I had to like convince them and, but when we got back together, it wasn't even like I had to not tell them the bad things because I was like nervous that they were gonna be too hard on him. Yeah. The second time around, things were just so healthy. Really? You noticed a definite difference? Absolutely. We both had our minds right. It was just so different and it was freeing and exciting. Oh, good. And I finally felt like for the first time, for the first relationship, I was like, I'm not making you my god, my idol. Yeah. You don't have all the answers. You can hurt me. I'm holding you with like open hands and letting God do whatever he wants Mm -hmm. with this relationship. You're the cherry on top. That's what I used to say, Nick, all the time. You're just the cherry on top. You're not the Sunday. God's the Sunday. You're just the cherry oh, on top. Oh, I love that. That is awesome. It was nice to yeah. finally feel that. And so, yeah, the second time around when when we were dating, it went really well. Slowly but surely, my family came too, and they were excited about it. And that was hard. Our church didn't really want to see us together. And I'm like, I wouldn't give anyone advice to, oh, that guy dated you or broke up with you out of nowhere. Yeah, give him a second chance. Yeah. I wouldn't Oh, yeah, that wouldn't be me either. I'd be like, oh, he did, if he couldn't get it right with you the first time, yeah, move on, girl. You are the first choice, girl. Yeah, I was like, bye. Yeah, yeah, I totally, I I totally get what you mean. (laughs) So it was hard. We were like, we weren't, we weren't the favorite couple there for a little while. But I believed in him and I believed in us and here we are. But it all sounds, like I said, it all sounds good in the end when you're like, but now we're married and we have a dog and we're traveling the world. Like it was so hard. Even to this day when we really sit there and we think about it, we like to reminisce about how far we've come. We'll both still start crying. Yeah. Because we're like, that was awful. Getting through all of those obstacles but we only did it in God's timing. I love that you guys were so in tune with the Holy Spirit was doing during those four months. Because you could have easily just kind of taken the opposite approach and been like, well, I'll date anyone now, you know, and thrown right. your heart back out there. Mm-hmm. You know, I could think of a number of situations how that could have been very wrong, but you yeah. were very patient in the waiting. And I feel like God honored that. And I'm mm-hmm. so glad that you both did that. I think that is awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it was hard. Yeah, I mean, and that's the other thing is that you can easily, like, say, like, oh, it was four months, and, like, here we are in, like, an hour-long podcast, and so that just sounds like a microsecond, but it's, like, right. four months? That's so long, and ima- I can't even imagine how you must have been feeling, but that is... Yeah. Yeah, I'm so glad that you guys were so in tune with that. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious, how do you do... Because, to me, you're, you seem like such a calm person that if I was, like, ever anxious, like, I'd just come to you. How do you do your quiet time? Like, what is what does that look like for you? I love it because it's different every day. I used to really love habits, but I've just realized that habits end up becoming really just, well, routine and non-exciting and it takes out room for, like, the Holy Spirit and for the supernatural to move you. It's okay. like my quiet time, I try and do it like, give him my 10% of my morning. Oh, that's um, good. I like that. I tried that, and mm-hmm. it's good. And once you do it, you're like, like, I'll start doing my homework, and I'm like, oh, didn't give him my 10%. Yeah. It's so not worth it. You know, he just multiplies your time and your energy. My quiet time is typically in the morning. It's either prayer, worship, or reading. One of them, all of them, two of them, and a uh-huh. mixture. It's always kind of different. I try and be really intentional on praying and saying whatever you want. My answer is yes. 
however you want to move today. I just want to get to know you. You know, my motives are right. I can totally tell he really does something wonderful that morning. Or even if I am just obedient, Uh he'll use that later. And I'm like, whoa, okay. You know, it's not always this like emotional reaction. Yeah. That I think often we look for to feel like we're doing it right or he's really there. Mm-hmm. Um, or even that there's just those dry, quiet times. Have you ever had that where you're just like, I just read the Bible and I got nothing from it. Right. Sorry, God, but like, yep. I'm going to pray that you're going to use that type of me being intentional. But like, <laughs> I feel like I go through that so much. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, yes. this is good and I know it's you, but it was not, there's something missed this morning. You know? I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had to switch to the New Testament because I was reading the Old Testament mm-hmm. for a while, actually. I was just like, Lord, I am just having a hard time. Yep. I'm going to keep my bookmark where I left it, but I think I need to get into some of the New Testament right now and see what you want to do there because I am like feeling like I am just reading just to read. And so I had to switch it up. Well, how does your worship look like? Is that you making your own worship or is that you just listening to worship music? Okay. This is so fun. What? Never done this before, but I have just been listening to like some spontaneous worship. Yes, absolutely. It's been rocking my world. So I'll do um, Upper Room. Yeah. Or like Bethel. Yes. Love it. So I'll listen to songs that are like, I know the words to, and then maybe they have like a spontaneous section in the end Uh and I'll create my own spontaneous. And I do that by speaking words to God, like after worship or during worship that are just true about him. Yeah. And sometimes it'll turn into like a little song that I just repeat over and over again. And I'm just like freaking out because it's true. I just love saying those things to him. That's what my worship will look like. And it kind of turns into like a prayer or maybe just, like I said, just telling him who he is, is so powerful. And I feel like I'm just realizing that. Yeah. So that's what my worship can look like. And it can be sitting down. I can be freaking out, listening to it. I bring my phone into the bathroom and suddenly it turns into like a worship session. I love that. That is awesome. In there. But what's tough, honestly, is Kaya will just get really excited when my hands are up. Kaya's her dog. Yes, (laughs) my dog. She will start jumping on me, and I'm like, Lord, please call my dog. I'm I'm not done. (laughs) And she's going all over the place when I'm at home, so sometimes I'll lock her out. But yeah, it can be anywhere in this house, but where I'm sitting now in my big purple chair where I do my homework, this has turned into like a really special place of worship because I'll sit down and, and do that before I do my homework. That's so funny you said it's special. It's a special place because I was just reading in, I'm doing a, um, Annie F. Downs' 100 Days to Brave. And one of the things she talks about is like intentional places. You can worship God anywhere you can do your devotional anywhere, but there's sometimes God will call out like a specific place in your home or like in your area where it's yeah. just like, you know, you're going to meet with him. Mm-hmm. Your purple chair is definitely your place. Yes. And I've never, I've heard that before mm-hmm. and I've never been able to make an intentional space. I've never been able to do that before, but this has definitely turned into that. It's, it's adorable too. I love it. <laughs> it's so cute. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's hard to find that place and that time yeah. that you're like, every morning I can do this or every night Mm -hmm. or it's just, I'm really bad at doing things every single day. Mm -hmm. I've never been able to get into a workout routine. 
Just little Same. things like that. It's Mine's are so hard. Spontaneous worship. I'm spontaneous yeah. workout, like, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, if it feels good, I'll just, I'll do it then if I have the time for it. But yeah, I know what you mean. Right. Yeah. So this is, this has turned into a cool spot. This view that I have from this chair will be like ingrained into my mind. Yeah. Because I've grown so much sitting here in this place and this house for like so many different reasons. Just it feels so cool that even that you let me kind of be a part of that that I'm sitting here next to you in that space. Aww. That means the world. I love the fact that you have worshiped and prayed in your house so much that whoever's going to come in to visit you guys or even the next people if you guys were to ever move, the next mm-hmm. people that you have like anointed this place and that there totally. will God has oh, will, you know, not leave it and it, it's he's like here. I love mm-hmm. that. Yes. And especially since you guys are getting into um youth ministry where you're gonna have tons of teenagers come in. So do you, you wanna yeah. talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Nick just recently got the position of the youth director. Um, Which, so, that's Nick's position, but you know you're going to be, like, right. <laughs> you're, like, riding on that, too. Might as well have your name attached <laughs> to that, for sure. Oh, my gosh. Yes. You're going to be, like, the spiritual mom of those girls. You know that, right? hmm Yeah. I'm so excited. We both feel so underqualified, but so excited. But we're like, okay, we're qualified through the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Just made us be so intentional with our time of worship and reading because we're like, I need you to ingrain this in my heart because I'm going to need this later. Yeah. My stories, my life experiences are not enough to speak life into these kids. They need truth. We've got to be on top of our game with our marriage because if we're having a bad day, we can't just like not show up mentally when we're hanging out with students because students can smell the non-authenticity. They can smell it. They can sense it. High schoolers are just really emotionally intelligent, I feel like. They're really observant. So we've got to be on top they of our They scare game. me a little bit, though, too, because I've heard that, like, they can sense if you're, like, trying to be too cool, and then if you're, like, not, like, attempting at all. Like, it's, like, it's, like, a weird <laughs> mixture. And, like, because I'm a substitute, I, I don't know how to relate to them as well. You know, elementary mm-hmm. kids, like, you can just be a goop, and they're like, you're the best ever! You're my superhero! And I'm like, yeah, I am, you know? But, like, teenagers, oh, my God. It's intimidating. Yeah. It's very intimidating. You like, you don't want to dress up too much. You don't want to be too young because then you're trying too hard. You want to be yourself. It really does, like, it stretches me to be myself. You're going to do great, though. I love it. I've always loved high schoolers and college-age kids and middle schoolers. Middle schoolers are harder for me because I don't remember what I went through in middle school Mm -hmm. for some reason. I don't remember a whole lot of it, but they're hilarious. But yeah, so he just recently got that position. So we're there at the church on Wednesday nights. We have a small group. Okay. Sunday mornings, we have small group. Yeah. And Sunday nights, we have small group. Where are the Sunday nights held? Are they here at your house? No, it's all over at the church. Okay. Um, but That's we hope three days to out them. of the week, though. Like, holy cow. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we, we we take a lot of naps now. Yeah. Especially on Sundays. And we eat a lot of pizza. Youth ministry involves a ton <laughs> of pizza. Like, we're probably gaining weight. I haven't checked. You guys look great. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I, can tell. I haven't seen you guys in a while, but I mean, you oh guys look gosh. fine. That's good news. We, yeah, it's so funny. You probably are burning it with all the energy that you it takes to deal with teenagers. He plays a lot of basketball now. 
<laughs> with all of them. And I, I just end up talking a lot, but it's been so much fun. These high schoolers are incredible. And like a lot of them really, I mean, they surprise me so much. They really know Jesus and they really talk to him when we're not in group. And cause they'll speak. And I'm like, you've thought about that. Yeah. A lot. Or they'll have ideas. We have a group text. And it's not just the leaders sending encouraging stuff. Like just this morning, a high schooler sent me a text message in the early a.m. Oh, goodness. Because she wanted me to read it when I woke up. It was 2 a.m. she sent it. But she was like, I hope you slept well. Good morning. <laughs> Can't wait to see you tomorrow. Which oh, by the time I read gosh. it would be Sunday. Yeah. So I was like, oh my gosh, you're so sweet. That's like her thing. She sends encouraging text messages. That's so cool. They all have like their little gifts. And what's so fun too about seasons and what God's doing is when I was small group leader last time, I had 24 girls in my small what group. What age group? In Ohio. Grade okay. and then into ninth grade. Oh, so they were younger. Okay. Yes. And so I had 24 of them. This group, there's like six or seven in just 11th grade. I don't know. Something about seasons that God's teaching me, which is just so much fun, is that they're both so different. Both of those small groups look so different. Yeah. And I love both of them so much. Like, they're just so different and unique in their own way. And I thought that I would have to, like, choose, you know, like, oh, I really I really prefer it this way or I really like it this way more. But this small group is just so wonderful. These girls are so amazing. There's never a lack of conversation with just the six of us. And we're really able to get deep. It's good. And to get real. That was our challenge last week was to get really real. Living life together and creating warriors. I know what God can do with people who know him. He'll send you out. So we want to prepare you and get you ready for whatever he's got for you. And like, they're excited about it. They're excited about what God is doing. I just cannot. I am telling you, your name is probably going to come up more times than you even know. I mean, I'm sure it already is, but I can just already envision like these girls just, you know, going and moving on and going to college and then raising their own families to be like, I'll never forget, like, Miss Nikki just came and just, like, was always there to listen or she said this. It's like, uh, my youth minister and his wife were such a big influence on me. Like, she taught me how, this is so crazy, but this is a random thing that Krista taught me was, I remember when we went on a youth retreat one night, we just felt like spiritual warfare in our, in our room. And she proclaimed, whatever's in this place that is not of you, Jesus, you know, get out. Like our heart is sealed by your blood and her heart is sealed, like and named all of our names. And I had oh. never like experienced that like bold rebuking. Wow. And I was like, wow, like, I have the power to do this. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, that was amazing. And so I just, there there are tons of other conversations and things that I just yeah. got from them. So it's like, I can't I even imagine, like, how much you guys have already poured into these yeah. kids and how much you are, are going to. I think that is absolutely amazing. That's like, sweet. I just can't wait to see where it goes. And you know you're going to receive the fruit of that, like, for <laughs> other things, just being so faithful. That's really sweet. That's encouraging to hear because I didn't grow up in church, so I don't know what it's like to look up to someone like that. Really? what that kind of influence looks like. Oh, it's everything. I just everything. know that it's, it's more than I can imagine. So I take it very seriously, but it is so cool to hear other people talk about it. Cause some days you're like, Ooh, that was an awesome small group. And some days you're like, we literally got nowhere, but I showed up. 
and I gain trust. Yeah. And that's enough. Yeah. But it's hard. But yeah, that's encouraging to hear. I just, the other thing I will tell you this, just because like, I feel like I'm kind of fresh out of that still, like a little bit. I mean, I've been out of high school for a couple of years, yeah. but I just always seeked my youth minister's approval. Mm-hmm. Always. Like no matter what I did, like I always wanted to go tell them like what I was doing, like how hard I was running, when how I succeeded in school and like mm-hmm. their approval meant everything to me. That was my fuel for yeah. sure. So, wow. yeah, that was that was something that, you know, I always I always look for and I'm sure you guys are already doing that, but like <laughs> I hope sure. so. What I think God literally just taught me like this last week was cuz I love people's messes. I'm like, "Please trust me and tell me, confess to me. Like I'm not going to judge you if those yeah, good to your trustworthy source. You're right. not going to run with it and use it against them." Yes. Please be honest. I know you guys are going through stuff. High school is really hard. Please tell me. Please, please, please. I think I've been pushing so hard to get them to, like, be honest. But I feel like I need to relax from that a little bit and know that not everyone loves to be like, here's my darkest secret. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. To tell you. This is so cool. God's so good. Yeah. Uh, Satan hates it. Um, not everyone's like that. Yeah. And so I've got to just gain trust and just show up. Oh, yeah. And, and you guys showing them. up week after week, like, that's building trust. In, yeah, totally. Right. Yeah. That's a I've good way to say down. that, just to, like, let go. So going on a different note, can we talk about your painting, please? Like, oh, where yeah. did that come from? <laughs> and is there anything else that you do that's creative that I just don't know about? Like, do share, do share. Because I saw, I went and saw your Etsy shop last night. I always, like, was kind of oh, stalking yeah. you. And, like, it's like, that is, I just love the stuff that you do. You Thank have such you. cute things all around your house, too. How do you, like, get to be that good with your handwriting? Well, my oldest sister is ambidextrous. She can do both hands. You mm-hmm. can't tell. Both of them are so solid. She can really write. My middle sister is even better at calligraphy than I am. Really? She's so incredibly talented. I just wanted to be like them growing up. So I've always loved it. Chalkboard's my favorite. I love the chalkboard markers. It's the easiest to write with. We're going to link to her Etsy shop in the show notes so everybody can go check out all of her stuff. But yeah, keep going. I'm just so wanting sweet. to make sure that I get that in yeah. there. we gotta, <laughs> got to get your stuff out there. That's really sweet. Yeah, I just, I do it all around my house. I just enjoy it. And I was thinking of just what I'm good at. And I was asking my friends, like, what am I good at? Like, I'm not creative. I don't have any talents. They were like, you do hand lettering all the time and you're really good at it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I do like doing that. I'll start doing it more. And so I started expressing myself creatively with maybe like a word that I felt like yeah. God was speaking over me a lot. You know, sometimes you listen to a song and a certain verse just like hits you so hard that you're never going to forget it. Mm-hmm. Or like that experience that you had with God. So I started doing that a little bit. And then I started playing with the 99 cent watercolor you can get. And I love Girl, watercolor. Girl, really? That's the that's what uh, that's your source. Like, yes. I, I thought that you were using like professional stuff, no. like <laughs> or even high end Michaels. I didn't right. know. I didn't know that's what you were using. Wow, watercolor. there's a lot you can do with that. Yes, then. and just like regular markers, so easy. But that's... never would have dreamed that you you're shopping at Walmart for that or wherever you're getting oh, that. That's crazy. Yeah, so easy. And so I do it for fun. So it just kind of came naturally that Uh I just made a lot of stuff. I'm like, if someone wants it, like I'm making it already. If I could do that in my spare time for fun, like that would be life giving. And then I also love, love, love flower arrangements. I did not know this. I thought that I would do that for a living. When did, where did that come from? I 
lived with a florist. Ooh. Um, oh, how fun. In Ohio. She would do weddings and stuff in our apartment. Oh, wow. That is like an awesome roomie to have. Yes. You guys must have always like smelled good. and Oh, peony season. Literally smell like perfume. Wow. If you've ever smelled one. It is in, it's insane how, how good they smell. Mm-hmm. But baby's breath, which is really common, smells like dirty socks. Seriously, that's one of my favorite things I to know, look at. I guess <laughs> I've never gone up that close. They're yeah. they little tiny buds. So yes. I didn't know. When you have a lot of them in your house. So I did Shoot. our floral arrangements for our wedding. You did? Your mm-hmm. own? Wow. So when I lived with her, she taught me a lot. And then I got to do all of the flower arrangements for our church. I was like helped with hospitality. Mm-hmm. And so I did a lot of floral arrangements for that. And I just fell in love with it. And we had a really good Kroger with like yeah. a lot of floral stuff. Here I search for it and it's all already like in a bouquet. Nothing freshly cut for you to work yeah, with. Yeah, not to actually work with. So I haven't been able to do that here, but I Dang. I did it a lot for church, which was great because it wasn't uh-huh. on my own budget. But I if I had it my way and we had like an infinite amount of money, I would always have like a fresh bouquet that I yeah. arranged myself. That's like like on like Good Housekeeping, like their <laughs> magazine. Like everyone always attempts to have that. Yeah, yeah. I want you to find a source thing because that'd be so cool to have. Plus, yes. I'd probably use that. I'd probably instead of going to spend whatever at Walmart, I'd rather support you and just be like, have you make up something for to give to someone? Because I I love that. I always want to be that friend who brings fresh flowers or something. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a sweet gift. It, it is a sweet gift. And I've been able to do it at Liberty before. And ooh, Christy, she bought the flowers. Yeah. She has really good taste. I had so much fun making those arrangements too. I did a, a friend's wedding before mm-hmm. um, with flowers. I didn't even turn on music. All of a sudden, six hours went by. I had seriously no idea. I didn't even turn on music in a whole six hours. I was just talking to God praying for cool ideas that would look nice. Oh Six my hours goodness. By, I had wow. No idea. So I that's very it. therapeutic for you to do then. Yes. It's not stressful. Not at all. Wow. Mm-hmm. I love looking at flowers and I appreciate someone doing that. I could not make them or arrange it. I don't have an eye for that. And the other thing is that is that you have to get those right because like if they can, they're going to wilt and you have to get someone. There's a lot of stuff that goes in yeah, with water and everything. You can't like pre-make a lot of things. Yeah. It has to be like the day before. Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be timely. So what's fun, my favorite flower story is I made the boutonnieres Uh for our wedding. My husband has so many friends. He had eight groomsmen. Oh, wow. So I just had the number eight in my head. So I made eight boutonnieres. So it's the day of the wedding and they're like, hey, Nikki. They were so great. They didn't ask me like hardly anything on, on our wedding day. Hey, Nikki, uh, there's only eight boutonnieres. Uh, does Nick have <gasps> That's so funny. And I was like, well, yeah, there's eight. And they're like, right, so we're just missing one more for the groom. And I was like, that's hilarious. Oh, my gosh. He had someone go to the – we got married on a farm. Uh-huh. He said, go out there and find me a good sunflower. And they cut a sunflower and put it on him. And it was perfect. That is awesome. Oh my <laughs> gosh. I love that. Yeah, but and plus that made him stand out a little bit. Yeah, too. it was good. Oh my gosh. Sunflowers I are love that. That is so sweet. Mm-hmm. What farm did you guys get married on? It's I've called, seen your pictures. They're gorgeous. Oh my gosh. Jorgensen's Farms. And this is still in Ohio? In Ohio. Okay. Oh my word. The most beautiful place. We went to a wedding there the year before. And I was like, when we're thinking of venues, I was like, mm-hmm. didn't even call. I knew they were 
so beyond our price range. Right. We met the woman who owns the farm. She liked our story and gave us such a discount that she was like, man, the people who see this number, who, you know, work for my whatever finance, are gonna be very confused. But I love your story, and I want to... I want to give you guys this discount. I want to give you guys wow. this wedding. It was crazy. But that just happened like a hundred times during crazy. the wedding process. But yeah, so that that was a dream. That had a hundred times where people said, I love your story and like helped you with things? Yeah, just free stuff. Again, free like worth the four months waiting because there's so many <laughs> yeah. blessings. Oh my gosh, you guys, yeah. that is amazing. That helped during our first year. The first year was really hard and I was like, nope, this is this is meant to be. Yeah. Love is a choice. Yeah. The first year was really hard. So, man, I feel like we are going, like, if there was a pin board of all yeah. the maps that we're going, man, we are going everywhere. Okay, so take me back to now you're in Ohio, or you're in Ohio, you guys are married. How did Liberty come into the picture? Ben Kimsel, yeah. who is the worship leader at Blue Angel, he and Nick have known each other for, for quite a few years. Okay. Random mutual friend. Random city, not they didn't even meet in Pensacola. They met somewhere else okay. at a movie theater. Crazy. It's literally only God, which is so much fun. Doesn't make any sense why they met. A mutual friend got into a fight with his girlfriend over the phone, you know, like a little uh-huh. argument. And so Ben and Nick were like, well, I guess we'll talk because we don't know each other and this is <laughs> awkward. So let's talk. They stayed in touch. Nick came here for college to be with Ben. Mm-hmm. Then Ben moved, moved to Nashville, so Nick moved to Nashville with him to be with Ben. Then Nick moved back to Ohio, and him and Ben have just been so close. Ben was the best man in his wedding. Seriously, I did not know this. Yes, so wow. Ben came to the wedding. The next month, Ben and Karen got married. Oh, how cool. And So you guys we were in that drove. wedding, too. Yes. Yeah. So, fun, one of my favorite stories... We're at the wedding, and so I knew Ben and Nick, both in the wedding. When we were driving down, even before we left, I was just praying, 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 Lord, please give me a friend at this wedding, because I'm about to eat dinner at a wedding by myself, and like, I don't know anyone, and mingling, and all that stuff. It was just like, I really don't want to go through that. I need a friend. So I sit down next to this young lady, and it's Becca Caroline and Todd Caroline, who are the pastors for the downtown campus at You're Liberty. You're kidding me. They didn't think they were ever going to see me again, right? Yeah. But they were so sweet to me. Please come sit with us. We'll introduce you to our friends. No worries. You don't know anyone. They're asking me oh, questions. Oh, that sounds just like them, but oh yeah. Oh my gosh. So crazy. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. And so I ate dinner that night with the whole Liberty campus. Wow. Fell in love with them and the city. Then Nick and I go back to Ohio and I was like, just daydreaming. Like, I know this is never going to happen, but man, if we could ever get to Pensacola, that would be so cool because I loved it. It was the people more than anything that I just loved. So we're living in Ohio. This is giving me chills, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy. So then our our first year of marriage, we went through like the first seven months of marriage, and Ben calls Nick and says, hey, I know this is kind of crazy, but there might be a position open, maybe, 
for you to possibly maybe that's a lot of maybes <laughs> yeah, yeah there's a lot of maybes so we're like let's not get our hopes up nick almost didn't even tell me because he was like that's too crazy he almost didn't even tell me about it yeah and i was like uh let's pray about this i loved pensacola so much and i was able to kind of get excited about the people and i had confidence that i loved it and so we prayed about it prayed about it nick's true passion is youth ministry Mm -hmm. and this was a worship position yeah but we prayed about it for so long and god cut all of the ties that we had in ohio one by one so he shut the doors down completely wow slammed them shut that had to be a little bit hard like you let's like that had to be hard to kind of like what is this doing right yeah yeah it was like hurtful and and confusing Uh and stressful but then we just kept praying and he, and we got to a point where we we're like, we are going to be disobeying God if we don't go to Pensacola. Wow. Nick struggled with it because he was like, what in the world is happening? Like, he's trying to provide for our family. Yeah. Making this big decision. And behind the scenes, I didn't want to influence his decision. Mm-hmm. I wanted him to hear it from God. But I was like 100% for Pensacola. That is so cool. From the minute he told me it was a possibility, I was on Pinterest, getting my beach outfit. Yes. Trying yes, not to get same. too excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but I was so pumped. So Ben Kimsel, we Nick followed him again back to Pensacola. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. So all because a mutual friend on spring break, like, six years ago. Did anyone listening, like, that is just, like, don't (laughs) take for granted those connections. You never know what's going to come around the bend and never know what that mutual friend or a friend of a friend can Mm do. Wow. Yeah, no conversation can go void. Yeah, it's wild. Mm -hmm. Yeah, God makes no mistake in who he puts in your path. Yes. Wow. Yeah, so cool. That is incredible. I am so glad mm-hmm. that you told me that because I did not know that part of your story. I knew yeah. that you guys had moved here for Liberty, mm-hmm. but I didn't know the backstory of that. Now we're going to go back circle again. I'm just so curious because I didn't ask this before. What age group are you going to try to, are you counseling, going to counsel with? I'm still praying about what he wants me to specialize in, mm-hmm. but high school, college, okay. young marrieds, parents who have kids like high school age things Mm -hmm. like that are you interested in owning Um, your own practice are you gonna go with someone else maybe probably not at first okay um it sounds so stressful like all the legal stuff and all that i just it's kind of confusing so i don't want to have to deal with that myself but i even like the residential homes for maybe victims trafficking who are there any type of victim or crisis I don't know. I just, I'm really drawn to that. But I also know that that could possibly be the hardest job in the whole world to yeah. listen every day about like really tough stories. But you love messes. Remember right. that girl. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, Lord, is this what you want me to do right off the bat? Like, what wow. do you want me? So I'm open to that as well. I'm That's so really brave. Excited. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's like you've got a blank canvas with all that you can do. Yeah. With all that God can do. Yeah. Totally. Totally. There's a lot you can do with becoming a counselor and fun avenues. And I like the residential side because it seems to be a little bit more informal than mm-hmm. like come into my office, sit in the chair. Yeah. You have an hour. Clock's right in front of you so you know that your time is up. Yeah. And it's hard to be reading about all these things and figuring out who really needs counseling. Yeah. And those are typically the people who can't afford it. Yeah. It's really hard. So I'm like, okay, Lord, I want to make a living. 
but I want to reach the people who need to be reached. So we'll see what he does. I honestly have no idea. Well, what he's going to do. <laughs> he's already got it planned. And you, yes. you are, you, you're already being obedient and following. So like he'll take mm-hmm. care of it. I'm just so impressed by your willingness to like stand out and just want to go and help this broken world. Like for sure. Like Thank that is you. amazing. So at the end of the podcast, I always ask this question and it is, where is God still with you? And so you can kind of take that however you want to take it. Okay. When I think of still with me, Brings me to like the season that I'm in. Yeah. And the word season alone. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I mean, I just had no idea that seasons could look so incredibly different. Yeah. And so like when I moved from Ohio to Florida, I kind of just tried to make my life look the same real quick. And that's like not what he had for me at all. Still with me right now in this middle season, I feel like. He told me what I need to do. I need to be counselor. And I'm like in the middle of this like, okay, now I got to work towards that before I can actually do that. Do like what you called me to do. Mm -hmm. But he's still with me in this season of like, well, it's going to still be full of adventure. Yeah. You're going to be hanging out with students. You're going to be going to this new church. You're going to be making moves here. There's still purpose in this middle season. And he's teaching me so much and the comfort of my own home. I'm so blessed to have this this season that he has me in of teaching me new things about worship and prayer and reading the Bible, really getting so incredibly excited about like, I've got to read it every day. I don't want to miss out on that. He's still with me right now in this middle season and it is so full of adventure and excitement, purpose when I thought like, oh, I'm not working Like, this is so tough. I don't like cleaning the house. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing what I want to do yet. I'm still just reading so much and learning so much. I just want to be there already. Yeah. But there's so much fun to be had until I have to go do that or I get to go do that. I get to Oh, I love how optimistic you are about that. I love that. That's sweet. Yeah, it's been fun. Yeah. It's been really, really fun. I think that's what people miss out on is that... So many people who are not in a walk with the Lord don't understand that when you have Jesus, it's like he is a God who remains the same, but he is so unpredictable. Like he is, he loves surprises and he (laughs) loves, like he wants joy and adventure. And I think that there's so much more within that. Oh, I just, I love Mm -hmm. that. How you said that. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. It's spontaneous and, and unpredictable for sure. I mean, the more that like I think. I worry about the future. I focus on the day-to-day. Yeah. And it just becomes so much more fun. Mm-hmm. Like, it, like we haven't just been getting by. The world saw our bank account. If the world saw our, maybe even our home, if the world saw, oh, you guys are just giving all your time away. Like, don't you guys want to do this or do that? Like, if the world saw what we were going through, it would be like, uh, you are just kind of, kind of just getting by. And we're like, we are literally like, we look at our bank account and we laugh because we're like, this is hysterical. This makes no sense. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> this is so fun. <laughs> and it, it has been, it's been great. Um, that shows a lot of your all's trust in him though, too, for sure. He's yeah. building it Yeah, for something. We're like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's been building our trust and our faith. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Like, I cannot tell you how encouraging it was for me to, like, receive all of that this morning. And mm-hmm. just, you're actually, like, the first married gal on the podcast, too. So, nice. I mean, that's going to add, like, a whole new perspective. Like, I'm so glad for that. 
And the other thing is, thank you so much for just like personally encouraging me because you were mm. actually, I think you were like one of the first people that I said, so I'm thinking about starting a podcast and you were <laughs> like, you should do it. You should so mm-hmm. go for that. And I think when I was like praying about the podcast, it was you for some reason. I always had a vision of you in my head and like Tori Osborne. You two were like, oh. which is funny because I'm, she's like the next person I'm interviewing. So you guys are like back to back. You were on my heart. Like I have to have Nikki on the podcast. I don't know if it's because we just briefly spoke at the Sadie Robertson event and I was like, she's got so much more. Like I've got to get a platform (laughs) where I can hear from her. I just cannot tell you like what a blessing you are in this Mm -hmm. community. And I just cannot wait for everyone else to hear your story as well. So thank you so much. And you're always welcome to come back again. (laughs) Thank you. This is so fun. I remember when you told me your vision for the podcast like you had like just bought the mic yes and I was like oh my gosh I'm so excited for this really because like I followed you on social media and I was like she's actually really good at tuning people in on what's going on and it's like not annoying. oh goodness like I was like Shh. I, I mean it's just it was so cool for you to be like I think I'm gonna do something and to see and be excited about it and be like, I think that's actually your element. That's so fun. And I'm just now getting into podcasts. And so I mean, I was definitely really excited for you. And listening to the ones that you've brought out now, literally, I'm not even saying this. It's my favorite podcast. Oh, goodness. Are you serious? 100%. Oh, my I gosh. Thank you so much. Listening so much. I'm like, babe, all I just put on... Uh, oh gosh! And I do my laundry. I walk around the house. I bring it with me. I like stick it in my pocket. I'm so unworthy. <laughs> oh my gosh! That makes me so no, happy. Like you so have no funny. idea how much that just fills me up. No one's ever said that to me before. Oh my gosh! No, it's, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Well, it just got brighter because you're on it. So seriously, thank you so much, Nikki. Of course. So after recording this podcast, Nikki and I wanted to take a picture together. So we went out on her back porch and had Nick take a picture of us. And while we were taking the picture, we see her dog Kaya at the door. And Kaya actually locked us out of the house. And that was pretty scary at the time but Nick actually opened pride open a window. That's how we got back in her house. <laughs> oh my gosh, I will forever remember that <laughs> about that day. That was so funny. And also, crazy coincidence, but that following Tuesday, I actually started my first day with the Blue Wahoos baseball team. Guess who was at the stadium? Nikki and Nick. They were both there. Seeing them brought this overwhelming sense of peace within me. First days are never fun on a job. It was a total God thing that I ran into them, so I will never forget that as well. I sincerely hope you enjoyed this episode of Still With You, Nikki is great. I truly want to have her back on the show. She is truly like a well of wisdom. I just ask that you keep her and Nick in your prayers as they are investing their time and energy and money into the future generation and helping with the youth. I think that is amazing and their hearts are so giving and so the least I can do and the least I feel like we all can do as the church is pray over them. The music that you hear in the background is from my sweet friend, Christy Mason. Having her music on the show has truly added so much to it, and I'm forever grateful for that. If you ever want to reach out to me, please know that I'm always open to that. You can do that by going to my website. That's coleybrowning.com, K-O-H-L-I-E, and browning like the rifle. Or you can follow me at Instagram. That's at coleybrowning, again, same spelling. 
And please give Nikki Howard a follow as well. All of the information and ways you can connect with her are in the show notes. Again, I am just so thankful that she was able to come on the show and so bravely share her heart with all of you. She is someone that I truly admire and model after in my marriage, in my walk, and how I express my creativity. Everything about her amazes me and I am so thankful to call her a sweet friend of mine. Again, like the title, she truly is like no other. I hope you all thoroughly enjoy your weekend I'm actually going to go do some Zumba this evening. Then I'm going to record a podcast with my friend Sarah Tarengo, which is long, long overdue. So please be looking forward to hearing from her. Again, the best way that you can keep up with what's happening here is by hitting subscribe on your iTunes podcast or subscribing through Spreaker. I'm still working on getting things through Spotify and iHeartRadio. But until then, please be bold, be brave, and be you. And remember, he is still with you. Oh, yeah.